0: Welcome. I'm Jeff. Why am I so bad at starting podcasts? Why is this so bad? I've been doing this professionally for so long. But hey, it's Jeff Has Cool Friends. It's another episode of Jeff Has Cool Friends. I am Jeff May, and I have cool friends, and I am very, very, very excited—you have no idea how excited I uh, am—to have my next guest on, my very cool friend, uh, and also my neighbor— uh, the architect of my teenage years accidentally, um, just a person who has made my life exponentially better without even knowing it, um, the creator and founder of Spooky World, entrepreneur, producer, all-around good guy to know, and fantastically cool friend, David Bertolino. David, hi. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to Jeff Has Cool Friends. <laughs> I Well, it's so funny. We We have such a fascinating... Um, meet uh, the way we met is so so very interesting. Um, a couple of years ago, I was on a run, and I was at the end of my run. I was just at the end of my run, uh, right at the. I'm like one street away from from me, and I see somebody you having a yard sale, and I love yard sales, so I came back, and you had all these like amazing movie posters just. Thousand, it seemed like thousands of movie posters. Is that about right? I'd say so, yes. <laughs> it, was, it, was, quite, it was quite a collection. And it was movie posters. It was sporting events. It, it was. It, you had amassed such a collection. And one of the ones that was there was Tyson versus uh, Hurricane Peter McNeely. It was Tyson's first fight out of prison. And I said, oh, I was like, I remember the people around me were always obsessed with this fight because this guy was from uh, where I'm from, in, uh, from Massachusetts, and you were like, what part? You remember this, Exactly, right? yes, and, that's right. And I was like, I'm from the Worcester area, and you said... Worcester? I'm yeah. very familiar with Worcester. Have you ever heard of Spooky World? <laughs> and I was, <laughs> you, said, you said, have you ever heard of Spooky World? And I was like, uh, yeah, like, of course, it was my childhood. And then you were like, I, I did that. <laughs> You're just, I'm, I'm spooky dave you you were like yeah that was my and and i i reacted and the best way i could describe it was i reacted like elaine from seinfeld when she would say shut up and push i i said i said shut the fuck up I, like i i was so instinctively blown away i was like no way i was like how could how dare you lie about something this important to me and and i, I was it was Mm. It was like meeting a celebrity, like a secret celebrity almost. Something that's cause you created something that was so big to me that I couldn't actually fathom that someone had created it. It seems to me like as a kid, Spooky World, which we're gonna talk about, it was like it 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 grew from a seed or, or something. It was this natural thing that we would have as a kid. And I became I was like singing I sang the song. That's right. Yeah, you did. I you did you sang the jingle and that haunted people every day it still haunts us and i'll tell you why because anybody who is from the new england area if you grew up in the 90s you would absolutely remember and it would trigger uh, the response of is america's horror theme park spooky world that's it if i went to if i went to anywhere in massachusetts if i went to any random bar in worcester (laughs) and i just yelled It's America's horror theme park. (laughs) I can guarantee you that at least a hundred people would come back with spooky world. They they completed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it it is such a, an unfathomably important part of my childhood. Nice. Great to hear. And, uh, and you, you know, you were talking to me about, you know, Oh yeah. Like I did this and you showed me your, the stash and you, you sent me home with a couple of spooky world posters. Yes, that's right. And, My girlfriend was also, uh, she also is uh, from the New England area. And I was like, you are never going to guess who my neighbor is and who I... (laughs) And and she started to break down for me. She was like, oh my God, oh my God, are you kidding me? Um, Because she never got to go because she was from the North Shore. Right. And it was a bit more of a trek. Sure, sure. Um, Spooky world. Yes. So describe it to the people that... I'm just saying this is a thing, but if, if you could describe it to... Uh, to the listeners what what exactly was spooky you know the elevator
1: pitch is you know here is a former you know dairy farm um, that was converted into what later became the number one halloween attraction in the world it was just designed to uh, keep me busy in the fall season Uh, when my my other job was in hiatus. Just the fall season, huh? Yeah, yeah. But then it turned out to be, you know, seven days a week. I mean, it was phenomenal. I mean, we worked, you know, probably three months solid of, you know, 12-hour days, seven days a week. But the other nine months... No, we just worked a
0: a regular, you know, time period. I was actually wondering about that because Spooky World was, it started out because, spoiler alert, and we can talk about this in a bit, but there's a documentary um, coming out called Spooktacular. That's right. Yes. Um, with some amazing uh, interviews on there and Talking Heads, and I'm, yeah. Not, yeah. I'm not, I'm well, not bragging let, here. Uh, but. let me let me jump in.
1: I'll tell you one of the things that made me go along with this film crew for three years of following me around and then working and I think we did about ninety interviews. Probably only about twenty or thirty are in the uh, are in the film, but uh, you know the, the, the director Quinn Monahan. Pitched me the idea. He loved my stories, and we were neighbors uh, when I first moved to California from Boston. And what clinched the deal was Cindy and I watching uh, Seth Myers. He had John Krasinski on as a guest.
0: John Krasinski from The Office and uh, Jack Ryan. Quiet Place. Quiet Place, yeah.
1: And so uh, Seth asked him, you know fellow New Englander, what are your fondest childhood memories? And he said, my favorite memories as a kid was going to Spooky World theme park in Berlin, Massachusetts. I was blown over when I watched that. Yeah, that that's going to be so... I mean, it's like, what? And, and they actually went into a second segment talking all about his experiences, what he, you know, what he enjoyed there in little you know, side stories yeah. about it. So I called the director the next day and I said, "I'm in. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with this documentary." You're it, like, "Okay, yeah. I, if we, you know, it, it, if you, this guy found it that interesting, maybe it is." Well, it is. Well, and also over almost two million people have, you know, yeah, so agreed.
0: It, it, so I mean, because it, it's it's very interesting and, and and you know, I can essentially we can I can summarize the the sort of thesis statement of the documentary, which I have seen sure. by the way, and also I'm in. Which is, yes you are, which is really fun. You um, are. but um it really comes down to is w- the middle of, and I hate to say this because it is my home, but it's central Massachusetts is kind of the middle of nowhere. Worcester, Massachusetts is a ugly medium city that I love with all, every focus and central point of my heart. Sure. Um, but there, there's not much. Right. We, we didn't have anything. We weren't Boston. You know, we weren't even. You know, what, what, Springfield has like the N, the NBA Hall of the basketball sure. Hall of Fame, but that's. I mean, what we had nothing, and especially if you're a kid, you would go to you know uh, that's entertainment, uh, which I ended up working at the comic shop. That was a big deal. Oh sure, and, yeah. and the Halloween outlet next to it. Oh yeah, yeah, on Park, yeah, uh, on Park Ave. Before they moved, sure. But we had nothing, and I, I mean, Spooky World. From what I understand, it started in 1990. 1991 that's okay, so right so i am uh nine going on ten okay wow okay, perfect to find this out i i'm not we're not going when i'm that age specifically because my parents we we did not have the money to be like all right and it wasn't you know 1991 it wasn't really in that purview and we were still sort of secluded sure in charlton where sure. i was from yeah, yeah but then as i'm getting older and now we start seeing all the ads and the, the ads, billboards and the- TV commercials, the, the celebrity endorsements. And you made very, whoever you chose to be your advertising, whoever was the person that did the advertising, it hit the right targets because you were hitting that young. Because I was watching, like, I'd see those commercials on, like, Fox Saturday mornings when I was watching the X Men cartoon or sure. something. And you'd see a Spooky World commercial and you'd be like, I got to get there. Right, right. So exactly. it wasn't, I think the first time I went, I was about. 15 so it would oh, have been around 1996 because sure. yeah. i have an october birthday uh-huh okay great so that would be like sometimes we would just get to go so it was sort of the architect of my mid to to f- final teens Sweet. that i got to enjoy this which uh-huh. is perfect right
1: and you were uh, you know you're stunned i mean you were at that point probably watching some horror movies Oh yeah, you were getting into it, yeah, and you're walking through these haunted attractions that were, you know, pretty highly themed, and you walk through, you know, a Freddy Krueger set, and you're walking out, and there is Robert england yeah, greeting you, shaking your hand, (laughs) taking a picture with you. I mean, that's mecca for
0: any kid fifteen years old. So my friend Tim, uh, my because I'm I'm medium on horror. Like, I, I like it, but I, I like a lot of like the John Carpenter stuff. But sure. I, I don't, I'm not one of these like getting slashing getting right. old. Like, you know, yeah. like I couldn't watch the Saw movies, right, they're, they're, right? Those are biology lessons,
1: yeah. The early stuff that, that we emulated, copycatted, yeah, worked
0: so well. You're, you're Toby Hooper and Wes Craven and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, so, my friend Tim was a huge harnard. he still has like the signed photos of the people that he met That's great. at Spooky World. Yeah. He, he's, got, he's got his man cave, and, right. I, and I still go down there, and it's just wall to wall. It's just toys and, and games and, 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 and a, autographs. We
1: purposely rotated the celebrities. Every weekend we changed and added three or four new celebrities. Yeah. So a, a true fan would come every weekend in October.
0: Did you get um, celebrities uh, the first year?
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The first year we had uh, Kane Hodder who's Jason, right? right. Gunnar Hansen, Leatherface, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Butch Patrick. Oh, uh, Eddie Munster. Right. Yeah. And then uh, an additional celebrity, Tom Savini, was brought on for a limited amount of time. But I got to tell you something, he was the biggest inspiration of my life Tied to Spooky World.
0: Well, he he helped. Well, he helped
1: design, lay out some
0: of the attractions on the the Hayride Trail. And Tom Savini, for those of you that don't know, uh, just a special effects wizard. I mean, he worked on... uh, He did... uh, the friday the 13th i believe the first Friday right. 13th he, he created jason yeah yeah and we also uh the the oh know, the, yeah night the, of the living night dead, dead
1: yeah. he did creep the, show he, yeah, yeah the did
0: reboots it. and all that stuff and sure. just a, a legend yeah absolutely uh an absolute legend I, yeah. I i ran into him at um monster palooza sure and and told him i was like you know I was like, my neighbor is David Bertolino, and he was like, oh, and he like lit up. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Like, I I, I know the story and it's I great. I love this. It's so great. So it's it is funny now. I think it's so great that, and, and especially at that time, that horror fandom is so important that the architects that it's not just the stars or the directors that are the celebrities, but the the effects artists and and the very You know, when you look at that, you see, you know, Tom Savini, people, people will know who that is. Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, you know, Tom and I worked together for a
1: long period of years, and uh, there was never a time that, you know, back then I was 324 pounds, by the way, so I never missed a buffet or a great lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever. so. So, you know, I always broke bread with my friends, you know, working at Spooky World, and there was never a point that we would w- walk into a restaurant and it, always somebody would come up, recognize Tom, want an autograph. Yeah. And he had this huge following. Oh, and, yeah. and he still does to this day. Mm. I mean, he sells out at all of the conventions he attends. I mean, and, yeah. yeah, incredible. Ph- phenomenal host.
0: Yeah, yeah, just a, a, great, a great talent. So, so Savini is there with you. Helping you build this thing. It's nineteen ninety-one. You're in the middle of nowhere. Berlin, Massachusetts. Exactly. We don't even have the Solomon Pond Mall yet. In That's 1991. right. There was there wasn't a it mall. Was, it was yeah. just a pond. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it was just the Solomon <laughs> Pond. Yes. So like how did it go like financially? Well, like well, I'm wondering like how you know, how does that go on the, when you start something like this well, for the first time?
1: Foolishly, we had no idea what we were doing. I mean, we had the mission statement of, hey, let's make this cool hayride. Let's build 22 stage sets. The hay wagons will stop at each of the sets, and there'll be a little vignette, you know, supported by actors, and we'll have some various props and interesting effects at each stop along the way. And uh, my partner and I, Sean Fogarty, figured on paper that we would break even if we did 200 people a night for 31 nights.
0: And that's a, a very doable number by yeah, the
1: way. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, we just we had just enough parking for that. But little did we know <laughs> that we would be doing 2,000 people a night. In yeah. the first year we did 60,000 paid attendance. 60,000. Yeah. It, so I had this uh it was either a 10 or a 15 year loan and I paid it back in 3 weeks. Yeah. You, you so paid we, the whole loan back. Paid the, you know, which uh, prevented uh the uh, person who we you know, borrowed the dough from uh to be uh an equity partner you yeah know, then it, it stayed just a loan that was prepaid off yeah and so, so um it was disappointing for the person who loaned me the money but you know we were able to yeah not give out equity and uh ultimately preserve that and um it was just a phenomenal success by accident so because you because you had spooky world you
0: were the owner of spooky world was it until 2005 uh, 2011 2011 yeah. okay 2005 yeah. is when it moved
1: no no i think we moved in 2009 okay so. yeah to gillette stadium okay part of the
0: craft domain oh okay, yeah because i was so i was there you know because I, I, I moved in 2012 so so you guys ended up moving to um gillette stadium from berlin which we right. can we can talk about that you know later in there sure. um and I, as i was doing my research i found out spooky world is still a thing Yes. You yeah. did you sold it? I'm, I'm going I to sold it. it. It's
1: uh it's been moved to New Hampshire. It is in yeah. New Hampshire and now. And so they still operate uh, and um, do you have a good relationship with the people that own it or you know, is it a little rocky I, I or I thought I did. Uh, yeah. and then when we went to use the name Spooky World, they, you know, had some issues so we, unfortunately, you know, you to we change did, it to we changed it to Spooktacular Which and is, it's, a, it's a shame because, you know, now that we're involved in another entity that's spinning off of this oh, oh, okay. uh, and those folks are looking for a place to shoot footage yeah and uh, you know it's you know we don't have the relationship yeah. where I can you know, even they don't want me to even answer the ground, so it's okay. it's hard. Oh, is it to, that now? Because well, I, it just it got a little strange I mean, I, when it's in a lawyer's hands and they, yeah. they demand money and you know. Well, all kinds you know
0: what? I guess they did buy the name. Yeah, you, you know, you know what? In you, all
1: fairness, I uh, pay homage and tribute to them yeah. to keep the name and the, yeah. and the and the the inspiration going. I hope it I'm was disappointed yeah. that I couldn't help their promote their name further and and get you know. Certain revenue streams that I could offer them that aren't from me, but yeah. from other. I mean, let me just, I, I'm beating around the bush. We have been approached by two major Hollywood producers that are in the TV industry, and uh, we're negotiating now about doing a TV series. A TV series. Tied to the spectacular movie, which would not just be Spooky World, but it would actually start with my entry into the Halloween industry products. Because you
0: started working it, for the Boston costume? It, well, Was actually, it, uh, before
1: that, Little Jack Horner Joke Shop, which is from the early 50s. Oh, wow. And my dad owned the joke shop in downtown Boston. And okay, we, what's
0: that like? Real well, quick, before I mean, we keep moving, you know, what's it like growing up in a joke oh, shop? Oh,
1: I mean, I you know, Walter Cronkite would come in and I'd sit on a whoopee cushion and d- demonstrate it for him. Really? Or, you know, rock and roll groups, you know, Rolling Stone members have, have come in and done their show. Really? And yeah, various, yeah. I mean, we were right in the theater district, too, so we also provide theater props. Uh, and we had a magic shop that my brother operated on the second floor. So it was quite an entity. Wow. But we were huge in the Halloween industry on a retail I would basis. Think so, yeah. Then we switched to wholesale. Then it went on to uh, starting Boston Costume, which we opened in uh, Chinatown District of much, Boston.
0: That was a much more high-end. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very see, upscale
1: yeah. rental store. And then uh, I was um, hired by Ruby's Costume as one of their national sales managers and suddenly, I'm selling to Spencer Gifts, Hot Topic,
0: and so oh, yeah. forth. you yeah, know yeah. like yeah. all the 35 Halloween stores in yeah. uh, in Burbank, yeah, yeah, California. Exactly. So, um, okay. So you you grow. So you have spent your whole life in this world. So I guess it would make sense that you're like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something in this world, but I'm gonna do something that's mine. Exactly. And so you were like, I. And from what I understand, and, and the genesis of, of that is, you kind of went to a. Sh- haunted hayride. And we're like, all right, well, we're going to do a good version of this. Is that basic, the best way to describe
1: it? I went to one terrible, uh, haunted attraction, a hayride in egg Harbor, New Jersey in 1990, looked at it and said, I think I can do this much, much, much better.
0: So that was like a, a, a less than a year. Essentially, if you're going to this event in 1990 and you're already having the, the, your spot launch in 91, You know, Jeff, the
1: stars were aligned. I was looking for locations to rent, you know, farmer locations, and I found one. Uh, It was a dairy farm, and um, we negotiated a lease. We signed an actual lease, and then shortly after, the owner of that dairy farm, uh, he was uh, speculating on real estate, and there was a huge drop uh, in 91. And he basically walked away from his investment, and um, the property was foreclosed upon, and I get a call from the FDIC saying, we're not going to honor your lease, but we'll figure out what your payments would have been, and how to, what if we give you a mortgage, FDIC mortgage oh, okay. direct from the FDIC, and uh, basically what you're going to pay for rent, you can own the place so I mean, that's the- <laughs> as you know marlon brando would say they made me an offer i couldn't no. refuse so i bought the farm literally yeah. but it was only five and a half acres you know okay, just yeah, speeding up you know making the clock further down is um, i had to rent 20 acres of parking which is a great yeah. problem to have by the yeah, way,
0: that's not the word i remember a friend of mine uh he when he was younger they were in Connecticut, Northern Connecticut, we had this thing called the Woodstock Fair. Right. And every every Labor Day weekend, it was like the biggest thing. It was sure. huge. Big agricultural, a big agricultural, like a state fair. But in, in uh, New England, they tend to be more localized because it's such a farming area. And I remember my friend had a chance. Uh, his father um, had a chance to buy certain farmland that is now where the fairgrounds are. And it would have been all the parking. And I guess oh, the wow. people that own that land with the parking are like, mega millionaires right, now because right. they are basically the ones that make all of the money from the parking exactly, in the field. Yeah. And so, yeah, like owning parking struck, like it's unbelievably We couldn't lucrative. operate yeah. without the parking. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then the farmer was quite astute. You know, he small.
1: made a nice profit. as a, But you know what? You share the wealth when you're in a small town especially you want everyone having an opportunity to to make a gain.
0: one of the things i think that that separates you from something like a, a universal or a knots or something like that because they are their own attractions and they're there and you know i love universal and i love knots i love them both very much but like they're their own thing they're the destination and they're like well you're lucky to have us it's Great. kind of that energy there is like oh we're part of the reason but like you were the reason people just would come to berlin at all and and from what i what i garnered from my experiences growing up is that you guys were very big on cycling into the community and making sure that the community benefited from your existence as well not just uh, vice versa
1: we bought local the local lumberyard would send a full trailer truck full of lumber once a week as we were restoring various buildings that were on the grounds we shopped local for all the supplies we entertained local in all the local restaurants we supported those restaurants the local gas station the hotels we would fill up by tagging them on our, our website which was kind of new back in those days oh, yeah, 1991 right? but we actually you know really gave back to the community in ps at the time, you know, you didn't have Craigslist to hire from, so you put ads in the local we'll papers. That, yeah. Well, I only advertised initially, uh, you know, the first round at the local general store in Berlin, Massachusetts. Oh, really? Because we just wanted to offer just the locals first the opportunity. And let me tell you something, you know, here's Berlin, 2,000 people uh, population. And you know, we hired four hundred people every you know, year. Twenty percent of the so, population you know, of Berlin. Uh, a was big working. chunk of it. We would exceed the population. Oh, geez, uh, you know, yeah. on our front yard every every yeah, night. Yeah, so the that colors, you know, yeah. yeah, that was phenomenal. The, yeah, because that's before you you got
0: into the Worcester Worcester Telegram. Even
1: like yeah, the, the, we eventually got yeah, yeah, we eventually you know spread out you know to other newspapers. But again, local still to the community. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's that's really huge to make yourself. It's a very smart move. To make yourself sort of uh, a linchpin of the community and to be involved and to sort of share the wealth, right. literally, to literally share the wealth. Right. And I know, you know, uh, not to get too deep into it, because obviously I don't want to, like, just narrate the entire documentary. Oh, this, no, no. Like, no. You know, there's, obviously there's there, so much to th- this. There is a lot of hand wringing that's going to come when you're, you know, you're people, you know, people halloween you know new england is there's some fanatics uh it both in the horror genre and in the religion genre Mm -hmm. i'm going to say that as as sure nicely as i possibly can so working in the horror oeuvre uh it must have been a lot of kickback from certain fundamentalist Christians and things like that that might have really had a problem. Well, that's where the controversy comes in. Everyone
1: looks at it from the outside and says, you know, boy, these people are making millions for one month. They don't realize it's 12 months a year. Yeah. They don't realize the controversy, what we, the hoops that we had to go through, because you have certain individuals, you have, you know, the purest community. I mean, just I look back on every level, every day we were, you know, thrown curveballs. The historic society is saying that our graveyard is a, you know, sacred Indian burial ground. We have to close you down. The building inspector, and this, I'm speeding up the clock, uh, just out of the blue, a week before we open, tells us we have to install a sprinkler system and we already had our occupancy permits. It, yeah. you know, there is a political uprising, a, right. a small group, uh, the building inspector, the uh, acting fire chief, and a couple of other individuals who want to see Spooky World closed. They don't want this activity like in the town. Anymore, yeah. And so it was politically motivated. They were kind of jealous of uh, some of the town's officials working at Spooky World and they weren't getting their share. And so as a result, uh, they, f- you know, they closed down a number of buildings, which forced us to look for a new location, which that's how we wound yeah. up in Foxborough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I you, mean, you
0: ended up in, a, in an interesting spot. Yeah, I and gave
1: you one of the top uh, controversies, but there's all kinds of little controversies. There are. That, and, they, and a lot of them are tied to the celebrities, which makes
0: this movie so fascinating yeah because i'm, I'm going to talk about the celebrities oh in a second God, because yeah. this is this is very oh, very it's interesting. crazy um one of the things before we get into that uh if you are listening to the show if this is the first time you're listening to and you're listening to it for free hey thank you i appreciate your ears and your attention so much however if this is not your first episode and uh, you are uh, listening on the patreon thank you kind of a little bit more uh, I appreciate that. If you go to patreon.com slash Jeff May and sign up for the producer tier, which I am still running at a very affordable rate, uh, I can, I'll can i say your name. That's it. I'll just say your name on here. David and I. David, I'm going to read these names off to you of my fantastic producers. We can talk about them. We can interact with them. Some of them yeah. are even prompts that we can talk about. For example, I would like to thank the producer Aldo. I canceled my dating app subscription to use the money on Patreon Vargas, which is so nice of him. I would like to uh, shout out Bauhaus. 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 I don't... Bauhaus? It works. I would like to shout out Boyd P-F-D-P-D-J-F. Or I I don't really know how we go in here. Shout out to Koi Farm Art and Mentoring, also a former guest of the show. Um, shout out to Noland Void, Ricky Cilantro, Big Booty Boy, 42069. <laughs> Maine, more than Stephen King. Did Stephen King ever come to the?
1: No, he never made it to he was either.
0: invited, but no, no, he never did. Yeah, so close, too. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. He did uh, go to uh, Boston Costume regularly, though, oh. with family. Okay,
0: yeah. yeah. And meeting Joe. You could have met Joe Hill. Two, uh, two New England horror legends in the same family. Uh, jumping rope, still a sport. Jeff not liking it, still a fact. You're going to get a lot of references about me not liking sports. Long story um bodacious big bad bouncing bollock bonanza shout out to jennifer fendelander shout out to at av foundry patrick Dore, right door shout out to bart fartigan started to strange takes number 115 the organ of doctors strange shout out to huey nerd numbers the return of magnolia thunder i always feel awful when i have to say that name you're loving that one <laughs> 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 shout out to Rudy Daft Punk as an anime rueda Jeff hates competitive fun Goji Gregorio is fed up with these new vampire shows movies already we nailed it with the Lost Boys you're a big Lost Boys fan
1: uh yeah
0: did you ever have a Lost Boy show up on there you thing? know I I never did that would have been a fun yeah, Corey crew Feldman out, yeah. Would have been, yeah yeah the Quarries yeah, or yeah, yeah. any of the quarries yeah, would have been yeah. great a Haim a Feldman who knows uh Odessa Molotov says topple the patriarchy get today shout out to gerard ruane shout out to farty marty's nerd party shout out to eat and die grand canyon you ever been to the grand canyon i have not i have not either i have no interest in going i think i'd like to would you yeah i feel like when i get there i'll be like yeah that's what it
1: looks like i'm gonna make some road trips in the in the winter do it yeah you might
0: as well yeah. The Grand Canyon's only what like 9 hours away from us. Yeah, the, like
1: Cindy and I are talking about doing a number of road trips in the future. It, right now it's kind of crazy with the crowd
0: level during the summer, yeah. but off season I think is a good What's best. the fall hits I yeah. think it's a good time to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the same thing. I want to I want to do a little traveling myself, but I don't want to go to the Grand Canyon cuz it seems boring to me. Uh show me in the rules where it says a dog can't play basketball. Do you ever have Airbud at the thing Uh, We had a number of Celtics players.
1: Really, all the sports teams came. Really, in fact, we even had Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe at the time, Uh, he was just hot, winning all kinds of the prequel uh, to Tom Brady. Exactly, and so we had him uh, on the practice field, shooting, uh, you know, throwing a pass, and shoved the camera. You know, Tom, you just won the AFC Championship. What are you going to do next? I'm going to Spooky World. I love that. We ran that commercial night and day. Oh, yeah. It, it was great. That's
0: so cool. Oh, my God. That's so great. That's really cool. Um, gray Man of the Nightmare Potluck. Everyone is welcome at the table. Uh, Jeff using deep blue sea memes to break bad news. Shout out to Tyler Wilgis, Asking Seven. In the time since he changed his name in this document, Jezbut had a kid, got a new job, and got COVID. And now it's time to change that name because that one's been around for a while, Jez. We'll get you. Kimball, the casual Frankenstein. The target. What's your Who's your favorite um, classic universal
1: monster? Well, my favorite all-time horror celebrity would be Vincent Price. Oh. And more so these days because he is my alter ego. He's my yeah, guru. Course, yeah. uh, I don't want to give away the secret fair, here, but fair. Vincent Price appears throughout Spectacular. That, that's
0: what? right because yeah. he was there right yeah he, he was their inspiration so he's the man behind the oh the man curtain. that's so cool yeah that that is really yeah you, he was he was a narrator uh, yeah. as well. oh, that's so, so cool yeah that's so and cool. that will be tied to the tv series i like that a lot yeah. uh shout out to the target loss prevention officer currently hunting jeff i shoplift m ms at target don't tell anybody there's no reason to i have money it's just i feel like I feel like they owe me. I have M and M's. If you need, I to understand. I don't target. want to steal from you. You're okay. a small business. <laughs> I'm going to go after Target. <laughs> they can afford it. Um, shout out to Stephen, Billy. Ban brioche buns on burgers. Beck, I went on. I went on with. That. I hate brioche buns.
1: I hate them. Oh, that's too bad. I, I enjoy them at Aroma I like Cafe. I, I don't. Yeah. You know, being diabetic, I, I stay away
0: from bread, but I, I break it on a mini brioche at yeah. Aroma Cafe. That's a sweet one too. Shout out to Cody Beck, Mike Gouts, Lisa McCarty, at Comics Book Girl, comics with an X and girl with a U. Escalus and his tortoise. Shout out to Dr. DNA. Hooray for Pontius Pilate. The scene in Meet (laughs) Joe Black where Brad Pitt dies. Yeah. I told you there's going to be some weird ones in here. They're out there. I'm never going to have a history podcast, you little sh- So stop asking. Ever since they found out I'm a history teacher. I was a history teacher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Sisyphus may be happy, but he's into CrossFit, so f*** him. Chill. Instagram and Twitter's at Bob underscore of underscore skull. Sergeant Peppers, hot dog flavored water. Shout out to Lemming Malloy. Norm from Cheers. I would like to extra special shout out to Norm from Cheers because he finds all of the cursing uh, in the episodes and he sends it to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's very fun. Shout out to Burrito Mouth, Dan Hackroyd. As long as we're bringing back Pepsi Blue, let's bring back the Bigfoot from Pizza Hut. My problem is I would never want to go to Pizza Hut. I, Jeff May, believe that there is no better streaming service than Tubi to watch Armand Sante movies. That's probably because there's not a lot of streaming services that carry Armand Sante movies. The Itty Bitty Millie Committee, Pity the Fool. Shout out to Kelly says, get your booster, you gaslighting dip turds. Uh, shout out to the guy who played JJ in Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, Lisa Harden, my co-producer. I'm going to be going to Star Trek Vegas with her next weekend. Nice. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Shout out to Jessica Robertson, Silius Ruby, The Digital Phil, The Ghost of Dave Thomas, The Great Advertising Scam, a Jeff May Joint. It's coming. Don't worry. I've been busy. It's coming. Uh, Aaron Meyer, El Celdo would like to thank you, Jeff, for introducing us to your cool friends, such as David Bertolino. In Soviet Russia, we have cool Jeffs. It was me, Jeff. I've been giving you $10 a month since the beginning uh, so you could afford more gas station Pop-Tarts, keeping you sluggish, just slow enough for me to steal Christmas. When you're going on your trips, when you go on road trips and stuff, Mm -hmm. do you have a food that you like to, like a, a, a travel food that it, you
1: love? It's interesting that you ask. Yeah. Uh, it's consistently the same things. Those that are sugar-free, mm-hmm. low-carb. Okay. So I have a low-carb uh, keto chip, potato chip. I bring a low-carb keto Pop-Tart. Uh, and um, there's a sugar-free uh, or uh, low-sugar candy uh like a licorice that yeah. i pack all the time but then you know fruit items like blueberries always oh, with yeah. antioxidants and the apples are
0: an easy i eat like such a dirt bag when i go on what road do trip. you pack well first off uh gas station pop tarts i like pop tarts but i don't get them at the store okay i have to get them at a gas, the gas station. station like kind of so blessed in the blue yeah, yeah in the in the blue packaging instead of the box with the silver packaging because gotcha. i'm a dirt bag gotcha um I like pizzeria pretzel combos. Those are those are a tasty treat. I do not eat them unless I'm in a car. Okay. You will never see me eat those outside of a car. Um, so those are my two, my sweet and my savory. Those are the things. And then if I'm going candy, it's going to be like a Reese's Sticks. Mm -hmm. which are those like it's like a peanut butter wafer little chocolate bar. Uh I don't know what it is about them, but I just I really like that one. Right. Or Crispy Crunchy if you can find it. It's like a like kind of like a big fat Reese's Butterfinger thing. But I do I like road I like junk food. I'm a junk food junkie, but I try to stay clear of it. I stay away
1: from junk food with the exception of we have five Airbnb cottages on our grounds. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we purchase snacks and we purchase snack. You know, we give each you know rotating guest a huge welcome basket. You sure do. And it's loaded with, you know, terrible junk food. But this is what people want. Once in a while, we'll ask, you know, all the time we ask, would you prefer, you know, a healthier version? And I'm not kidding. It's one out of a hundred that wants the healthier version. <laughs> like, no, I'm on vacation. And so people arriving from Europe or Asia, you know, arriving at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, they devour that huge snack
0: basket so it's it
1: is huge because i know
0: you can it's funny because i was just gonna say i i actually rented um the airbnb for my niece and nephew yes um they were in town last week and you put Did out, they like it they loved it it's they, like being at a resort like they, a, it, honestly the reviews we get are five plus well it's so funny because i had mentioned to you because uh, about like oh yeah i'm gonna get him some pickles and stuff and you bought pickles for my nephew if i he loved, you know if, if somebody mentions something that they prefer it's in the basket it was so nice we we had such a fun you have the best backyard in in north hollywood it, it well, is.
1: it's because you know, as you know, yeah. we use it for film shoots. Yes, you. Do. And that's one of the pluses is because you know, in the ad of Airbnb, when you're signing the contract, we let you know that there might be an interruption of using the pool, possibly two times a week for mm-hmm. a short window of time, because we do feature films, TV commercials, and lots and lots of music videos. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, TLC, Trippy Red, Wiz Khalifa
0: yeah it's it's crazy it's so cool they loved it we had a blast on the on their last day we were playing in the pool and uh they tried to take they tried to take because you got pirate's booty and um these sweet potato chips yes yes, yes. and they were like trying they were trying to pack their bag and Uh, they couldn't fit all all this and i looked in there and i was like are you taking pirate's booty on the give me that and i took him (laughs) uh, and i i'm not kidding you i you not we ate those last night oh that's valerie great. and i ate those last that's night because awesome. we couldn't, we wouldn't let the kids take them uh we let them take all the smaller stuff right. and everything but we were like don't go you're not going to pack a bag of chips that is taking valuable space mm. in your in your luggage from all the garbage you bought you know we used to go reach out and buy this stuff
1: at local grocery stores now a number of sponsors provided really? because they want Celebrities, especially, it's a holy item and get a picture.
0: Right? Oh, yeah, so that makes
1: sense. So, you know,
0: I'll get you, skid loads God, you know, of this merchandise. You know how to do this, man. You know how to do this right. Uh, okay, a couple more. Um, uh, we have Cronenberger, Meister, burger three Jacob trembleys in a trench coat sneaking into an R rated movie. Uh, shout out to Parker Aylesworth. is not that tall. He has fake legs. Uh, both are true. You're tall on those fake legs. Shout out to Christy Salinas. Kale's only true purposes is the garnish at a 1996 Pizza Hut buffet. There's so much Pizza Hut references on here. Mm-hmm. I hate Pizza Hut. Oh. I like Domino's though. Domino's mm-hmm. really fixed their s*** in 2009. I like Big Mamas. Big Mamas and Papas out here is great. Yeah. They have that. They're, they're, so for those of you, that's a very local reference. But this is a place where they have a giant rectangle on top of their car because they sell pizzas that are the size of a kitchen table you can't, actually
1: when they deliver
0: pizzas to these
1: cottages they have to turn them sideways because it can't get through the doorway oh yeah right and a lot of the film shoots that we do i remember um joey lawrence had uh you mentioned tubi he shot the movie swim last year here mm-hmm. 11 days shoot in our backyard and pizzas every day and they were this huge five-foot pizza yeah and you know unbelievable like massive, massive and and you know everybody you know ducks their head into it to take a selfie because it is the largest pizza served in the country it's so big, they ha- yeah. they have specialty ovens
0: at each location that can make this pizza they're quite good yeah. I, I did um pepperoni ricotta that's the that's what i get with them yeah that's a good one um shout out to at the pajamari on instagram for pictures of my feet it's of strength shout out to verbose minimalist world's humblest man adam warlock he wants your soul ass of bass the local man at gavin underscore not not with two t's jen be earnest enjoy what you love nicholas simply having a wonderful man bun time It's a reference to the Therese Carrotolo episode. Fabian, uh, Gotham City, OSHA, Jeff May convinced me to quit Twitter, and you should quit too because it's awful. If I could quit, I would quit Twitter. Um, I don't care for pie. Oh, God, it feels so good to finally get that off my chest. you a pie guy? Or you can't really with the diabetes? I was
1: at one time when I was 324. Yeah, maybe too many pies,
0: and that's why you're in the spot where you. So the diabetes is type two, so it was something that you gave yourself? Yeah, Yeah,
1: well, I had a. Acute pancreatitis. Oh, geez, yeah. uh, and so that left me uh, one okay and so i deal with it every day as uh, you know it's a pain in the ass well man. it you know just low blood sugar high blood sugar yeah. it's a pain but you know i i deal with it and you're still i'm here. still alive <laughs> exactly they said that i w- would likely not make it so i'm still No, you're doing great yeah no so i've recovered but i've i've kept off 120 pounds no you look great.
0: great yeah when you said you weighed that you know what was funny is when i watched the documentary oh yeah you'd see it's like that's that not the, the same yeah guy. that's not the same guy yeah you're um great. uh jocular haggard cantankerous fool Spin, and finally thank you to seismic charge noise uh, you guys are all of uh you you're my producers and thank you so much for keeping me alive uh you guys that means so much to me if you want to be a producer head on over to jeff may uh, patreon.com slash jeff may sign up for that producer tier and then you can uh put your name in it's very exciting Going back to the the backyard that you have, Mm because we'll we'll get to the celebrity stuff with with Spooky World, but I do want to talk about that because it's great. It's a blast. It's so cool what you have there. And um, you have, is it three different spots that you rent out? Uh, Five. So you have five, like, uh, they're like cabanas. Yeah, you know, they're freestanding, so you're not
1: sharing any walls with anyone. No, it's great. And my two biggest clients are Warner and Universal, and they put celebrity guests, directors, producers, uh, those tied to film, those tied to TV. There are a number of celebrities that don't want to walk through a hotel lobby no. They like the idea of having the pool to themselves. Yeah, and as you know, it was pretty quiet back there. It was, yeah. It's a, it's a large lot. It's not just a t- you know little tiny
0: square. It's very expansive. It, it's a great little area, yeah. and my uh, and I can't suggest you enough. If you guys, this is weird because I know this isn't a commercial no. for your Airbnb, but if you do ever, <laughs> if you do ever come to Los Angeles, I can't suggest enough. Maybe staying at this Airbnb because it was great. It was it's a great deal. Uh, and you really are an incredible host. Uh, uh,
1: you know, it's funny. A, a lot of people would say, how far are you from downtown Hollywood? How close are you to the Hollywood sign? And you know how I address the Hollywood sign you, issue. You, is it? I bought a Hollywood sign. Yeah,
0: you do. You have a Hollywood a, sign. Illuminated, the huge six-foot letters. And, you And you also have the letters, you have SIN. <laughs> yes, on one of them and I thought exactly. that was really funny too. Yeah. The kids got a kick out of that yeah. as well. Yeah, you have in the room that we were at, you had this um this massage chair that we were all fighting over yeah. <laughs> cuz you have this incredible like you put it does like your arms and everything. Yeah. Oh, it was just a blast. Yeah. We all we all really loved that. Yeah. So it was and so convenient too when I was trying to get cuz I fl- I flew these kids out and I was footing the bill sure. uh, which let me tell you I, having just two kids out for Five days. Oh yeah, it cost Thousands. me about five grand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a, you know, I wanted to do everything that they wanted to do. Yeah. I owed it to them. Well, you're five. You know, eight minutes to Universal Studios, yes. which is perfect. It is. And it, yeah. And and uh, and I, I. But I needed them because I was originally going to put them up in the Sheraton or the Hilton at Universal. Three or four hundred. I was a night, I right? was going to get them a pass, and just be like, well, if I have to work or something like that, you guys can just go into the park. Blah blah blah. You know, give them that option. But then. This is half the price. Yeah. And it's bigger than a suite. But the most important thing was I needed them to be near me. Right. that's true. You're right around the corner. they you that know, perfect. like one of them is a minor. Yeah. You know, and I and I was like, I can't so if they're universal, it's eight minutes, but eight minutes is a long time if there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. You are a ten second run. From my, from my place. Exactly. And so that to me was, you know, it was so perfect where I was like, oh my God, I'll just, That's great. I'll, I'll rent David's spot. And, and you were so kind and so nice. And I cannot suggest enough that if you are coming to LA, definitely you can message me on the Patreon if you're listening there and you can ask for the, the, the link or whatever. And I'll send it. Perfect. I'll send it to you. Cause I do, I saved it because I posted some photos of it and people were like, "Oh my god, I have to see that place." <laughs> All my New England friends. Oh yeah, yeah. Cuz yeah. I was like, I was like they're staying at the place of the guy that created Spooky World <laughs> and like a bunch of my New England friends were like, "Can you send me the listing for that?" It's and funny. I did. And it was great. It was awesome. a lot of fun. Um so you ended up you brought celebrities to Central Massachusetts, which is where they don't want to be in general, but you gave them a reason to want to be there. They had a ball. One of the people the one of the favorite stories that I have of this um and we obviously don't need to set the whole story because obviously it's there but Linda Blair became a very uh, great with you guys they you guys became really really tight yeah and uh, a great, she's a great friend um
1: and huge celebrity line people loved meeting her and she loved chatting about the various movies she was in a course the iconic yeah the exorcist, exorcist yeah. was just phenomenal in fact we kind of played to that by Bringing in a skid of pea soup during Linda's appearances, and she would sign the can. You make my head spin, Linda Blair. What she had a good sense of humor about it. Oh, obviously. wonderful! Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. Who were
0: uh, who were some of the people that were your absolute favorite celebrities to have in? Like the people Alice that you Cooper. loved working with.
1: Alice most. Cooper would. Uh, he just had a fun, and you know, we would play trivia games because he was an Andy Griffith fan, and, and, and in the green room we would. Chat forever. It, right. it was a great relationship. He loved playing golf. He Huge absolutely, golfer. Yeah. You know, he was the spokesperson for Big Bertha Clubs. He wanted to play and he asked me to hook him up with good golfers. Well, the first thing I did was I'd call sponsors who were who weren't sponsors yet mm-hmm. perhaps, on the verge of signing a sponsorship, but saying, Hey, Alice Cooper's coming in October, blah, blah, blah. How would you like to play golf one morning? with all of your office staff. Oh my God, just sign the sponsorship agreement. We've got it done. Yeah, really. And so that closed the deal for Nestle and Dunkin' Donuts and
0: Pepsi. I got to say, and this is a conversation that I was having with Valerie uh, and she she was like, this place is so great. And I was like, I have never met anybody who's better at knowing how to do a business deal than you, you.
1: Know, and I you know I'd love to brag about it but it just came kind of you
0: know it's just, natural you, I think you see the cracks well, and I mean, you get to fill them in like you know, you're really like smart the, at it the
1: deal I had with the Kraft family is that you know there was a certain rate I was paying and they got parking fees but one of the things is they wanted to sell the sponsorships and the first year I was there they sold maybe $20,000 worth so I went back to Robert Kraft and I redid our agreement paying a higher base rent But I got the sponsorships back, and the next year we did a quarter of a
0: million dollars. So so it's really, and it went up from there. I think I think that people will respond. I think more. It's hard to get sponsorships when it's a billionaire. You know, like it's (laughs) it's hard to have the Kraft family looking for sponsorships. We put our heart into it, yes, and and
1: you have to kind of you know understand what that person is looking for. You know, when I pitched Dunkin' Donuts, uh, you know, it was like, oh, we're out of sponsorship money. How about charity money? Yeah. I had one of the office staff in January write to every charity, kids' charity locally, and ask them to put in writing on their letterhead how many tickets they needed for the kids and what the purpose was and why is their charity worthy of that. I took all those letters to Dunkin' Donuts and couldn't get sponsorship money the first year, but they had charity money. So they bought all these tickets for the kids, like, yeah, courtesy six, of six, Dunkin' Donuts, six yeah. figures. And so, as a result, I gave them the sponsorship for free. Perfect. And, you know, we just you know? relabeled it. Yeah. And, I mean, I just went along, you know, I contoured things to people's needs. It's
0: very smart. It is, it And is it was a, fun. It was brilliant. very, very rewarding to do that. It was fun and, um, yeah Yeah. were there and I don't I don't know how you know if you're one of these you you know like were there were there celebrities you don't have to name names if you don't want to but were there celebrities that they were one and done where you were like we can't have this person come back like this person wasn't really great for this show there was two there were out
1: of maybe uh how many celebrities I would say 200 celebrities that we had very and uh, one I don't want to talk about because he's redeemed himself and he's you know wonderful okay. now, he's straightened thing. But the other one, uh, and I can't mention her name. Yeah. But um, there was a, a serious serious amount of uh, drug abuse going on. And, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. And yeah. yeah, I feel bad. And yeah. Um, but uh, those are the two people I had to
0: actually fire during oh, really? my yeah. whole tenure. Oh, that's a bummer, yeah. yeah. And they, uh, um, and so what? the one of them has sort of had a, more of a redemption arc. I, absolutely. Uh, the other one's still not, uh, not I doing I haven't her followed honor. her. Fair yeah. enough, okay. Yeah. Uh, now, one of the things that you had mentioned, because uh, you had a panel at uh, Midsummer Scream, in Long Beach. There yes. was a uh, panel for Spooktacular. Yes. I was very happy to see that I am in the trailer. Yes, you are. Uh, for the documentary. That was a surprise. I yes. didn't know that was happening. Yes. Um, but I was there and we walked there. And one of the things that you mentioned uh, among a lot of the things that you had mentioned is that you you basically treated every week, um, every every show week, as if it was like a late night show. Like you would, you would sit down with all of the local papers. Right. Like they would do on Leno or Letterman or something like exactly. that. exactly, And read and say, like, what can we do? Um, to, what can we do that's topical to make it so that it's a different experience every time?
1: The narrator on board the hay wagon, uh, and, and, which is the longest attraction. It's like 20, 25 minutes yeah. length. Where the haunted house attractions, you can go through, you know, 15, six, minutes, 20, 20 minutes each, 20. each. You know, there were six of those. And then the museum uh, was probably another twenty or thirty-minute experience. But the longest was the hayride trail, and the narrators on board had a wonderful delivery, and they had you know a great way to chat about you know what they're about to see. But also we would tie in topics that were you know timely. Yeah. Whatever was happening in the news that week, we would tie that
0: into the storyline and so some were pretty controversial and the, there is one the, the, there's one that was very controversial okay um and there's one that i, I kind of look at it and i'm like I, I wonder if if you were like that maybe not, might not have been the best idea looking back at how we view that but it is in what, 1998 which oh, okay i think i, I know think where you you, you have to know that because which that was the monica lewinsky the, the monica okay. lewinsky thing. yeah
1: i mean it was on the news night and day um and uh, the, the press were having a field day with it so There's one scene uh, along the Hayride Trail where we have six leather-faced Texas Chainsaw Massacre maniacs attacking the wagon with their chainsaws. And basically, we take those same six people... Mm -hmm. Uh, and put them in and like French the, berets the, in business
0: suits yeah the plum kind of colored it, suit yeah. or whatever the and
1: uh, they attacked the wagon but that was the attack of the chainsaw lewinskys
0: and in the commercial I believe uh, they they had kind of like a goo coming uh, out of well we now. don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, but it's a part of the history you <laughs> it, it, know it, it is, it it is, is but I,
1: I I overstepped my see, uh, I was wondering knack like to promote and uh, you know I got a little overboard on the PT Barnum label
0: I think it's one of those things too where i think a lot of people look back at the instance and realize that she is in a way kind of a victim herself yeah no you're right of a man of power but at the time look at you know every jay leno wouldn't stop you know making every every day would be a joke about monica sure. or something like that and and like i think about that a lot because I, i'm i sure i was 17 yeah. 16 17 at the time that i was also doing that i overstepped my spot yeah. at, uh, yeah. as, but, as a promoter there. but that happens it, it did um, it got us press
1: but, but I, sure, I, I shouldn't have done well, it you had
0: to pull the commercial too. i right? pulled
1: the commercial at, well i was forced to pull the yeah. commercial on most of the stations but then we just voluntarily said let's take it off all the
0: stations yeah i mean that's that's fair yeah i think when you got a zombies with a mouthful of jizz on <laughs> oh afternoon tv you're probably like yeah, yeah that's probably a good I, idea i hope it's but, it did but uh <laughs> yeah it happens no uh, i i mentioned i mentioned leno who is a he was a local guy right yeah. he was in like uh like a, i forget where he was from and he was from and yeah. Andover. yeah uh and and uh you actually you worked with him twice You've been involved with Oh, him. that's right. Yeah, I
1: forgot about the second thing. That's um,
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the second thing is very funny. Yeah. Because the second you thing were... is yeah.
1: I was um, uh, I was on You Bet Your Life. Yeah. Which is uh, the show that's running uh, syndicated throughout the country. Yeah. And that was like this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just you know, I wanted to start promoting uh, that we're doing this documentary, and uh, you know, I. Started getting the word out, and we communicated with them, and they, they invited me onto the show, and uh, and it was fun. It was yeah. great, you know, talking Surprise. history with Jay, and yeah. I've since you know run into him, and in the past, you know, he's as you know, he's local. You yeah, yeah, he's him always wear, driving his dumb so cars everywhere. Yeah. Burbank all the time at the comedy club. There. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the first time was um, we had Tiny Tim who was uh, doing uh, a set every night, seven days a week at Spooky World. And of course, he would end the show with his famous tiptoe through the tulips, and he would throw out plastic, t- I would buy skid loads of these tulips, yeah, and he'd throw them out to the crowd. And, and, and by the way, this stage was immersed right in the middle of the Hayride line. Oh yeah, so which is per- a perfect you know, idea. I mean, too. think of all the times you spent in line at Universal, Disney, Knotts, and you're not entertained. Yeah. We built a, a live stage and we'd have a whole show that would, you know, would have Bobby Boris Pickett come out and do a medley of
0: his one hit. He was the from, monster mash. He was originally from that yes. area as well. Yeah. Right. Cause he's, I think he might, he was my friend's uncle. He was my friend. Okay. And my friend was like, he said like, yeah, and he's like, my uncle pays all of his bills in early December. Right. Because uh, he gets these residual checks from the one song. In the appearances. Yeah. Yeah. And but they, all those checks would come in and they, and they were funny. massive. Well, he owns, you know, he yeah. owns
1: the, the... Well, he since passed away, but he owns yeah. the publishing rights for that.
0: Yeah. So so you'd have uh, Bobby Boris Pickett, Tiny Tim, and they yeah. would be in the middle of these long, uh, frustrating lines that are no longer but frustrating because exactly. they're yeah. yeah.
1: And so... Um, you know, as Bruce Valanche would say, David Bertolino is a media whore. And I guess I'll agree with him. (laughs) And uh, I was looking to do, you know, various promotions. And Tiny was interested in marrying uh, his pal Jan. And so I suggested, hey, how about doing it here live at Spooky World? He was okay with that. Well, Go back to Tiny the next night. How about if you did it live at Spooky World, but it's broadcast on Leno? On The Tonight Show. The Tonight Show. And previous, you know, like 25 years earlier, 30 years earlier, he married Miss Vicky live on The Tonight Show. It was the most watched broadcast uh, right after the moon landing. Yeah. So it was the second most watched broadcast. Slightly more important than the moon landing. Slightly more. And so uh, he agreed. And um, I'm going to speed up, you know, just yeah. for the sense of time here. A day before he's about to get married live on stage, broadcast on The Tonight Show, he comes to my office and says, I can't do it. I'm taking away and disrespecting Mr. Carson. And I said, no, no, I'm sure he wouldn't mind, Tiny. And, oh, no, no, I, I just can't do it. I call up. The Tonight Show, which, by the way, is already setting up camera equipment. Yeah. They're already setting up towers. They've got truckloads
0: of stuff out. And I'll tell you what. We're going to talk about, in the bonus content, we're going to talk about who the correspondent was on that oh, one, too. Oh, yeah, so yeah, We'll, yeah. we'll discuss that when sure. we get to that.
1: And so um, I reached the people at The Tonight Show, and they said, don't do anything. Don't make any changes. Let-, let me make a phone call. The next thing you know, uh, Tiny calls me and says, uh, okay, I'm okay with doing this. Uh, I'll be there for tomorrow night. Tiny, what was the change? What happened? He well, Mr. Carson called me at my hotel in Marlboro and said, you know, Tiny, go ahead. This is great for your career. You've already made these arrangements. Fulfill the obligation. And that's what happened. And millions
0: of people watched Tiny Tim get married and we're, and we're, yeah. we're gonna have some more uh, about that, um, David. So I'm I'm gonna we're gonna finish the episode up real quick. Um, I want to talk about like so what where can we send people to? Like what should we be on the lookout for? Because um, you know I've got a little well, bit more to talk about uh, and, we'll, and we'll move. But like uh, what about like the documentary for example?
1: Yeah, the Okay, and that will give you actually there's a, a, a sizzle reel on there that you can watch all the highlights, including that host who uh, was the best man uh, at the Tonight Show wedding of Tiny Tim. <laughs> and um, there's other information yeah. on there.
0: You can also follow on Instagram the movie one word as yeah. well if you want to um, get more information from that as well. And that can bring you um, not only to the YouTube, but you can get um, from there as well. Perfect. Um, so now uh, I will also add too that uh, I would love uh, if people, if you are coming to L.A., uh, if you do stay here, this is the best, it's the best, it's the best. It's a little resort. It's the, it's yeah. honestly like I was so, I was so relieved to be able to, um, to get, to, to get the space and the kids when they were like, we, we could, can we come back? I was like, you're fly yourself out next time, buddy. But yeah, go for it. You start saving up. Sure. Um, it was a lot of fun. So looking back at, at spooky world and sort of the, sort of the long form, impact that you had like how many times how many times does spooky world get brought up like when people find out for example like what are the reactions that you get oh
1: it's always a warm and fun i, I just heard from a major metal group oh, really? uh who uh, my uh boston producer is right. having dinner with tonight and uh he just finished a tour with uh metallica and oh, wow. sellout shows hundred thousand of course seat uh, stadiums and this fellow said i grew up on spooky world he says all of my horror music was based on my experiences fun experiences more scare factor the startle factor than blood and gore yeah but his music was influenced he's telling me and now he wants to lend that music to to your possible tv series so I think that's exciting. That That is and really that, you great. know, there's just one guy who was influenced that went constantly, and as I mentioned before, John Krasinski as, as well. You got me. Now, you any, know, like, we're all there. Damon Poitier, who is in a number of Marvel uh, movies, uh, his oh, first was... acting career, you know, at 18 years old, was working at Spooky World. Yeah, he was a scare I actor. I mean, he said that the work he does now was influenced by the job he was offered at Spooky
0: World. And you were... You were an entertainment oasis in a desert of of fun. Uh, you know we didn't have a lot, and you know I, I I try to stress that a lot to people. And and the other part of that is like not only that, but you were a very affordable experience. Sure, it wasn't it wasn't one of these like you know one hundred and twenty nine dollars. Even now, I'm I'm paying fifty bucks a ticket for kind of weak experiences out out here but this was a whole night out this was not a five or ten minute haunted house and it's also uh you were in the right place you were you were essentially in the woods it uh, had a natural spooky setting
1: in the fall let me tell you something we would go through probably you know 20 gallons of fog fluid a night yeah and uh it probably would have been 100 gallons of fog fluid, but because of that valley so, that we were yeah. in, it was a natural fogger. Yeah. And, you know, it was just
0: crazy looking. Did you – how often did snow hit?
1: You know, once in a while we'd get a, you know, a little a – yeah. More so November when we were yeah. already closed. But, I mean,
0: yeah, you'd yeah. get a little frost sometimes. It would get chilly. I remember the last um – um Maybe it was the last or like one of the last Halloween's I was home. It was a blizzard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It went back in like 2011. I'm gonna guess. Okay. or Something like that. Yeah. It was a blizzard. Well,
1: you know, it's funny. Again, I'm not trying to be a big profiteer here about this, but that's the world that no, we're yeah. in. Uh, I would get T-shirts that we would sell. You know, early evening, people would buy them. By the end of the night, they were buying. The hayride blanket to yeah. wrap themselves around because it got pretty chilly oh, at smart. night. Smart, yeah. And the sweatshirts. So our merchandise sales went through the roof as because of the result of the time of year where it was warm and then got chilly that's,
0: That see, that's what I want. Is I want a spooky world. A sweatshirt or I gotta tell you something you know, I've there's... seen
1: some of the sweatshirts the limited edition ones selling for three or four hundred bucks
0: I know they're so they're expensive they're, yeah.
1: you go on ebay
0: and all that spooky world stuff has gone through the roof well because the thing about it is too and and I, I know I have to I have to get you going and, and we have to we have to I have to relieve you of, of this but uh, one of the things and I, I stress this enough like okay so uh Halloween Horror Nights and Not Scary Farms they they had existed sure these were theme parks that changed they changed things up. You were sort of the the major and one of the first to be a theme park that is its own thing. Mm-hmm. That there is no theme park without the horror Right. like Disney does, like Universal does, and like Knotts does. Instead, it is you creating something specifically for – not to capitalize – like some of these people are, oh, it's mm-hmm. October, we're going to capitalize, but specifically to give, to, I mean in a way to capitalize, but to give something specifically for a strict, excuse me, group of people. Sure. And that to me is just, it It means so much more when it comes from the, from the center of sort of love as opposed to, you know, just what well, we might as we well. We all had a passion for what we did. Yeah, and it's yeah. so good. And thank you for that. My pleasure. Um, Thank you for that. Um, Folks, check out, uh, go uh, on Instagram at at SpooktacularTheMovie, S P O O K T A C U L A R T H E M O V I E. You can also go to spooktacularthemovie.com, see more. Uh, David Bertolino, you are a fascinating person. I'm going to stick you around for some bonus content. Excellent. Um, Thank you. For taking the time to talk to me and i'm happy to be a cool friend <laughs> you jeff, are you jeff were, jeff does have cool friends you, I, I do have cool friends yeah. you are one of the coolest friends i have you are the only friend i have that when i tell people that you're my friend they go shut the fuck up <laughs> it doesn't matter what the celebrities are doesn't who, no one cares about it but when i say the spooky world guy everyone is like get the out of here that's how much of a big deal it is that's how big you were to us to my generation in new england you were you were sort of the willy wonka of 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 horror well it's great to be rediscovered now all these years later for the spectacular documentary i mean it's a the there's no better time you know horror is so mainstream you know the shutter is its own streaming service and horror is this it's this revitalized industry and the fact that you were there and are now sort of coming back and and the 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 memories are coming back for people and new england produces a lot of talent yes and so you know we all saw that um so david Bernolino, thank you so much Uh, everyone feel free to to dive in more about about spooky roll because it really is fascinating um thank you all for listening and again if you are listening for free, thank you so much. If you want to get early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content, head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May. Jeff May, J E F F M A Y, one word. Uh, you can also check me out on Gamefully Unemployed at Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. And you can also listen to me on uh, the Unpops Network on Unpopular Opinion. And you don't even like sports, a sports podcast for people who don't like sports. If. You are in the Los Angeles area and you want to see me perform live? No better place than Mint on Card at Blast from the Past on beautiful Burbank, California. Uh, you can check that out the second Friday of every month. Next uh, one will be September 9th, and we got one hell of a lineup there. Uh, David, I love you. I'm gonna. I have some love really you back. fun questions about that. And uh, for the rest of you, uh, David, say bye. Bye bye. Thank everyone. you. See you. Hey, everyone. Our artwork is created by Justin T. Brown, who can be found at Artness by Justin Brown on Instagram, as well as Artness by JustinBrown.com. That dope music you heard is by Troy Nabobon, available at Troy Nabobon on Instagram, as well as at Troy Nababan Nabobon is spelled N-A-B-A-B-A-N, and boy, does that shred. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next time.